Agutner of Shabbos Raboisai, the Pausha begins, Vayishlach Yaakov Malochim Lefonov El Esav Ochiv Alta Seyir Sedeyadim. Rashi comes, Rashi brings down the famous Chazal, that Yankee Vavinu here was sending actual Malochim, actual angels. The Pell is obvious. We know by Kotshim there's a concept called Mi'ile. Mi'ile Be'egdish, conceptually, is the fact that a person goes and he takes something that's supposed to be designated for Hegdish, designated for Tzorach Kavoy, and he uses it for, for Tzorach Hedyot. And Mi'ile is a tremendous chet. Tremendous Avera there. There's a Chiv Misa. Now Misa's Bezden. There's a Din Korban. There's a Hasham Ilis. There's a payment that you have to make. You have to pay back the Karen. You have to add a Chaymish. It's very severe. Mishtamish with a Klishoros. The Gemara brings down in Sanhedrin. Somebody who takes and uses a Klishoros from the Beis Hamigdush. The Gemara says he's a. There's an element where other Kohanim were able to kill for such a thing. So obviously we don't have a parashas mi'ila, we don't have a concept of mi'ila when it comes to angels. But conceptually, talking on a more theoretical basis, not halachic, a malach is a shlich shomal, is a shlich shomayim. A malach is not something to be used for a person as a as a delivery delivery agent. On that, from that perspective, it would seem that what Yankee was doing here would have been like a meila. And this is not my question. There's already many many of the achronim ask. There's all kinds of approaches. Maybe Yankee posing. In his Sefer Al-Atera, he wants to say a Chiddush, which really connects to what the Rechaim HaKadosh is saying. The Taka, the Schus HaTorah, the Schus HaTorah gives you certain strength that you have an army. You have an army from Shemayim to fight your enemies. It's not a regular army. It's almost like that's what they're designated for. That's what they're designated for. Asaph comes with his army, and Yaakov Avinu has his army. And in fact, this was to some degree, this was a Mulchama with Malachim. The Rechaim HaKadosh, along those lines, the Rechaim HaKadosh says that Yaakov Dafka sent Malachim to show Asaph his power, basically to, to put fear into Asaph. Clearly, these messengers weren't simple messengers, and, and even Asaph was able to detect that there was something different here. That's what Arachayim HaKadosh understands. It's Taka known, the famous Maisa with Reb Chaim. During the Iraq War in, in 1991, so it's known, the tremendous Hakone that was Reuvitz on Eretz Yisrael at the time, and the scuds 
that were going into Eretz Yisrael and the numbers, the sheer numbers of the Scots, and the, con- the concern that these Scots were also chemical, tipped with chemicals. And it was a real pacha pachadim. So it's known, you know, some of the B'nai Torah then asked questions about whether they should leave Eretz Yisrael. Especially Yeshiva Bacham, their parents were in America. This was a tremendous, tremendous mavucha at the time. Reb Chaim, Chaim Kenevsky Shlita, he, he made a statement in B'nai Brak, similar to something that the Chazanish, his Choshava uncle made, and he said in B'nai Brak there's not going to be any issue. There won't even be no scuds. His wife, who's Hamish enough with him to say, what do you mean? She asked him, you know, the Navi? Are you a Novi? How do you know? So the story goes that Rabchaim Kinevsky opened up a Novi. Sefer Malachim, over there in the second Chalik of Malachim, Malachim Beis. And he showed her the Psukim that discussed the war with Melech Aram and how Melech Aram went to fight Klal Yisrael. And even Melech Aram, even his advisors, he asked them, he says, Mimi Shalonu el Melech Yisrael. That's the, the Melech Aram's question is, there got to be spies. There got to be spies. How does the Melech Yisrael know every move that we're about to make? So if you look there in the Psukim, they respond to him, they say, Adoni HaMelech, you don't understand, there's no spies here. Elisho Hanovi Asher Yisrael, Yagid Lohem, he will tell, he will tell the king, Es Advorim Asher Tadabir Bechader Mishkavcho. They have a Novi, that Novi knows everything. He knows what you're thinking in your bed. The conclusion of Melech Aram was that the only way to overpower the Jews is to go and fight and kill out the Novi. And he sent the whole army, the Novi says. He sent the whole army. And Elisha's Mishores, Elisha's Gabai, and he sees this tremendous army coming. And he says, what's going to be? He's petrified. The Novi tells him to stay calm. Famous words of the Novi. Baffling words. He says, Al Tira, don't be don't be afraid. We have a bigger army. It's a very strange response. What are you talking about? We have a bigger army. Anyway, and the post there says, Elisha. And at the end was Vayal. This 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 Mishoras of Elisha saw that the whole mountain was full of chariots and horses of fire that were surrounding the Novi. Rabchaim Kinevsky asked his wife, he says, Rebetzin, who do you think this army was? What was this? And he answered her, he said that the, the army of Elisha was the thousands of Mishnayas and Dafi Gimore that were learned in Klal that now were energized. And this was the protection. Reb Chaim said in Bnei Brak, we have this same army 
protecting us. That was his response to the Rebbe's. That in fact is a concept of of a of a spiritual army that you may in fact invoke. It's almost that's their mission. So in a sense, that's one approach to answer our question. Yankiv Avinu Taka used Malachim, and this was not considered Me'ila, this is what they were designated for. But I want to share with the Oilam a different approach. And the reason why I'm leaning towards this other approach is because there are other questions here that stand out in the Psukim. The Novi says, over there we see clearly this was a war. From beginning to end, Elisha tells his Mishalas, this is a war. These were chariots and warriors that were going out to fight. So my question on this pshat that Rav Posen wanted to say really is bothering me also on the Rechaim HaKadosh is that this is very different than the case over there in the Novi. Over here, Yaakov Avinu was sending these messengers as peace messengers. These were not messengers that were being sent as part of a war. Yaakov Avinu, as we know, Chazal tell us, he prepared for three things. He prepared, he prepared a doyren, a gift, which was obviously an appeasement to Esau. He davened, and we know he also prepared his two camps, his machanayim, his machanayim, he prepared to, in order to go ahead and fight Esau, should Esau come to fight. So I see a little bit of a cholent to say that in the in the gift, these malachim were delivering the gift. If the malachim are delivering a gift, so what in the world is the Indian of sending over there these malachim? By Elisha, I understand. It was Taka war. They weren't trying to appease the Melech Haram. And if they were trying to appease them, they wouldn't do it with, with thousands of chariots of fire. So I think that there's a different message. And in fact, the message of, of Yankif to Esav also is strange. Esav sent, when Yankif sends the message to Esav, he says, Chazal <laughs> And Yankif Avinu was hinting to his brother Esav that he kept the mitzvahs. Chazal tells us what was he trying to bring out. He was trying to tell him, listen, I got the brochus from Yitzchok. And I'm still keeping the Torah. So the simple pshat is that he was threatening him that if you're going to try to fight me, you should know I still have the power because I'm keeping the mitzvahs. That's the simple pshat. The question on that pshat is, the same question I'm asking on Orachayim, that this message was on the gift. This is not a message you put on the gift card. The gift card is a, is a card of appeasement. In that you express your brotherhood and your love. And it's understandable that if the Machanayim, the two groups that Yaakov Avinu prepared for war, 
there it will talk make sense that he would he would add to that this message. Listen, if you're going to try to fight now, we're going to win you. But again, this seems to be a cholent. So Rabbi Yisrael, I think that there's an idea here like this. I think this may perhaps be the message. The emphasis that the whole shaklavataria back and forth between Yaakov and Esav here is a little bit contradictory. Yaakov Avinu, when he sends the gifts, he clearly states, I'm sending these gifts in order to find chen in your eyes. If Taka works, then Esav is Shemayim, and Esav is appeased, at least for the moment. Chazal say, Esav's Taka appeased. And Taka, he's, he hugs, he hugs him. At least there's other pshot. He hugs him, he kisses him. And then Asaph tells him, you know, let's let's join forces. Let me leave you some of my people. Yankov Avinu responds, He's not looking for kindness in the eyes of Asaph. He just finished saying that Eshlacha lahagid ladoin ilim tzachein beinach. He says, "Lama tzachein." What's what's he saying here? I think Rabbi said the explanation is very simple. Hatzileni no miyad ochi miyad esov. Yaakov Avinu says, "Save me from my brother. Save me from my enemy Esav." Esav Arosha presents two potential dangers. To Yaakov Avinu, potential two dangers. One danger Asaph presents is obviously the physical danger, which was the which was what we call Al Hadaka on the moment. That was the danger. But there's another danger. The other danger is the spiritual danger. The danger of Asaph saying, "Come, join me. Let's be one." Rabbi said that danger is even more severe. It's more destructive. It's more destructive and at the same time it's less threatening. And because it's less threatening it's very possible that you fall into that trap. That's the problem. You fall into the trap. You don't realize there's an enemy here. And Yaakov Avinu was davening Hatzileni no miyad ochi Hashem, please, my first concern. I'm scared of the brotherhood of Esau. And then I'm afraid of Esau, of the enemy, the physical enemy. Yaakov Avinu was teaching us a lesson, Lederis, that even when you send the gift, even when you have to appease the Tzad Acher, the Sitra Achra, you must know that your body has to be disengaged. Your body has to remain on alert that you're not connecting to this Esav. You're staying separate from him. Yaakov Avinu didn't send flesh and blood. He sent Malochim to maintain the barrier. Even when he's being Motzechein, he's trying to be Motzechein Me'amerchak from the distance. He's not going to give his men direct contact and appeasement with Esav. That would be the danger 
which is even greater. And Yaakov, you know, everything he did here wasn't for the moment. It was for all future generations. He was teaching us the spiritual enemy must always be in your awareness. And even when you have to go and integrate to some degree for the moment, the integration has to be with tremendous barriers. Malach and Mamish, he said. And in those messages that he sent Asa of love and Garti, he was reminding himself, Tariyag Mitzvah Shomarti. This message was for him, not for Asa. He was reminding himself that I must always cling to the Tariyag, even at this moment. There's never a vacation from the Tariyag. Everything is a priority. And if you realize that, then it stays with you. You don't fall. You don't. You don't. You don't actually fall into the sewer. You're protected. The awareness is the greatest protection, and that explains so many of the contradictions and the stirrups over here. I'll just end off with a ma'aser with Rabchatzkel Abramsky. Rabchatzkel Abramsky immigrated to Eretz Yisrael. It was a famous story. Rabchatzkel Abramsky went into a shul. It's one of these shuls of immigrants. And he was there with a group of his Talmidim and his Mekoravim. And there was a Baltfil, and Nebuch the Baltfil was an immigrant who had very little knowledge and even his reading ability was quite impaired. And as he was davening, the words came out, Mamish, in such a strange fashion that it was what we say in Ivrit Matzchik, they couldn't control themselves. Basically, people were laughing. Obviously, they were trying to some degree to control themselves. But it was just, the, the davening was so strange and had absolutely no meaning. The words just came out in a way that the mamish, people just, Rebchatzko was standing there and listening. And his focus didn't change one iota. At the end of davening, his Talmudim came over and they said, Rebbe, we don't understand. How do you have the ability? How do you have such a koyach to be able to disengage? You're like an angel. You're Malach Hashem. How are you able to do this? That was the kasha that Talmudim asked him. Rebbe told him, I'm not a Malach. So how do I have the ability to do this? He said, the pshat is, I spent many years being Marbet's Torah. He said, the Arbatz's Torah that I've done throughout my life was not easy. It was with Messir Snefesh. It was under the eye of the communists. As is known, Rebchatzko Abramsky was in Siberia. I mean, he put up with Mamish torture to be Marbet's Torah. And I tried to do some Aysim Tevim also. It's known, the, the Chesed of Rebchatzko Abramsky. I was told that at the end of his life, where he no longer had the kreches to go to the library, to go to the post office, and push it, get the stamps, to, to send out the checks that he used to, he was a garbage stalker, top of everything else. So he actually had a Talmud of his go to the post office, pick up the stamps, and then he would go ahead and, and send it, send it out. Talmud asked him, he said, Rebbe, I don't understand, he said. He said, Rebbe, 
You're sending me to the post office to get the stamps. I'm coming back, and you're going ahead to put on the stamps on the envelopes. And then you're going ahead to go ahead and send me back to the post office. He said, what? I don't understand. He said, Rebbe, why are you doing this for? Just send me to the post office. Abchatzkel said, every single iota of energy that I have, I want to use for chesed. I don't have the kreches anymore to go to the library. I don't have the kreches to pick up stamps. But I could take a stamp and put it on the envelope. So long that I could do that, I want to do that as well. That was Abchatzkel. So Abchatzkel told his Talmidim in that shul. He said, everything I did in my life, Everything I did in my life would go down the tubes. If I would go ahead and smirk and laugh now and embarrass the Baal Tefillah. My whole life, everything that I've done would go down the drain. I didn't even have a type of a laugh. I couldn't think about laughing. I couldn't think about smirking. It just shows you when you're focused how immune you are. And when you're not focused, Nebuch, how vulnerable you are. And that's Yaakov's message throughout all ages. That we have to understand. We have to be aware. We have to have the right perspective. And in that schus, we'll talk all be to always make the right decisions. A good Shabbos.